Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. Audre Lorde. Hello, welcome to Light Talk with me, your podcast host, Lucio. We are honoring Pride this month and having some fabulous, wonderful guests on. And right now I'm sitting across from Chris Daza-Taylor, who has recently moved from Colorado to Galveston Island. And they have been recently in Mexico completing a 300-hour 300 300-hour 300 yoga teacher training for their 500-hour complete teacher program, correct? Yep, that's right. And so now they have their own yoga business here on the island on the beach, Heart on Fire Yoga. Yay! Which, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) No, so I actually um, am super excited because it's my first creation with yoga, and yoga is one of my passions and one of my support systems. And so, yeah, I uh, wanted to dedicate working with the residents and even the visitors that come to the island and helping them with their yoga journey or maybe just starting to introduce them or support them however I can. And um, with that, I wanted to be able to give back to our community so that we could do um, beach yoga and live events eventually and with our pride coming in September, um, opening that up so that we can do some uh, yoga on the beach with the LBGTQ plus community. Um, Yeah, and just learn to love life. Oh, learning to love life. People have asked me, what do you do for a living? And I say, learn to love more. I feel like everything else sometimes can kind of get in the way Mm -hmm. and life is really that simple. And so by having heart on fire yoga, (laughs) that's all that is, is love, right? Absolutely. So what got you started on this journey and where were you in your queer journey as you started to discover yoga and body movement and healing? So I was actually, my queer journey has been kind of interesting. So I was born into a, what would you people would be considered to like say a normal family back in the 70s which was a mom and a dad I know that doesn't apply now thank God but that's the perception that I was um, born into but my mom was actually gay and so I grew up within the LBGTQ um, community and it was really interesting because it never occurred to me what was happening and it was really beautiful in the fact that I got to see people who loved one another honestly and not like it being forced because what I saw at home was a lot of stuff being forced but when my mom divorced my dad I was able to see her be really happy with herself and I was able to see her friends who were very happy in their lives And it was so normal to me. So when I got to be a teenager and it's kind of like became more aware of what was happening around me with my own sexuality of being attracted to both men or boys at that time and girls at that time, it wasn't as scary as it could have been for some other, you know, friends of mine. Um, and it was just kind of like, all right. And by the time I got into my 20s, I was like, yeah, I'm bi. Mm. It's cool. I'm bi. Um, but I wound up marrying um, a guy. 
And so we've been together and we've had, you know, our ups and downs, but I discovered yoga at one point where like, I really felt lost. I felt lost in my relationship with him. Um, I felt lost in the relationship with myself and I had kind of just like lost my heart. And so I joined a ridiculous weight loss challenge <laughs> okay. through a gym. I've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a girlfriend of mine and thought, well, I was a gymnast and I'm bendy, so why not try yoga? Because I'd already done the whole weightlifting stuff and didn't want to do that again. I wanted something different. And so I went to my first class a bit arrogant and it was a 90-minute vinyasa class. And I was pretty out of shape and got on my mat and all I could thought was or think was that, oh, my God, I made a mistake. I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here. And that was within the first five minutes. Five minutes after that, I was like, oh, no, I definitely should be here. Mm. And by the end of the 90 minute class, I was like, I think I just found my like home Mm. but I couldn't describe it other than that Mm. so I started doing more and more and after a couple of years of like a nice dedicated practice I started considering becoming a teacher it was my background um, in education was in psychology and it really felt like a natural marriage between Mm. the mind and the body Mm. as yoga you know kind of goes through but I was still missing that spirit part And so when I got my 200-hour certification down in Mexico, I finally found that link to the spirit as well. So I totally forgot what you asked me because I was rambling. I'm sorry. Don't apologize. It's okay. I, you know, so. So where I am now with my journey? Correct. And then also to, you know, keep in mind, this is a friendly reminder for you and for everyone listening we share. Okay. And things come up and there's no need to apologize for it because cool. someone's going to listen to a certain part of what you're saying all the way from your training for the 200 hours in Mexico to feeling lost to finding yourself and you know the first thing that I could touch on and would love to continue with is is you mentioned that you had arrogance walking in. Yeah. And and how it's funny because I also find that the things that we end up do finding that are really tremendous for us and impactful in a really healthy way, mm-hmm. the mind convinces itself otherwise. Oh, absolutely. Or puts on the ego when we walk into the room. To, absolutely. To create, oh, I am good already. Per- I'm protected. Correct. Doesn't matter. Correct. I'm in control, which is hysterical to me, but... Right, yeah. because the whole part of life, right, is to let go of the control. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So I understand, I can understand and relate to that. And and the spirit part of finding yourself, maybe the spirit part could have also been the fact that you were in Mexico, out of the country, mm-hmm. and in another part where a lot of history lies. And that's definitely a possibility, you know, and I'm half Colombian. So the closer okay. I've found that, especially when I travel, the closer I come to Colombia, where I was born, the stronger the pull mm. of my spirit. I can actually feel that. So I, you might be right of when I went down to Mexico um, for my initial training because I was in, you know, an environment that was closer to where I was born. Um, and 
allowed me to hear my first language every day again, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of cracked that door open for my spirit to reconnect. So Mm. that's definitely... That feels right. Yeah. <laughs> My heart's on fire. Exactly. <laughs> <Right>? Absolutely. <laughs> so that's beautiful. And and we met randomly working. Yeah. I was working at Del Sol in the Strand, which my mom manages. Mm-hmm. And you came in with your friend. Yeah. And we talked for, oh my goodness, it felt like two hours. And it easily yeah. could have been, if not an hour. I think it was an hour. But yeah, I felt like I instantly connected with you. And... You know, we had really weird similarities, too. Mm. Spiritually. Spiritually and... and the fact, you know, that my nickname is Gigi. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be between us for right now. <laughs> but it sparked, yes. it reminded you of something. Correct. It was just kind of out there that, you know, it came in front of you. So that's, you know... It was a little crazy. A little. And this is where yeah. I tell the universe, okay, thank you. And it's a little shocking sometimes. Right. And so I still have to be patient with it. Yet what I loved is you expressed yourself and you you presented yourself as Gigi and then also your pronouns. Mm-hmm. And we recently had another conversation about it. And so I, I'm interested uh, where you are now with how you identify or what's coming up for you okay. with how you're feeling in your body. Okay. So pronouns are kind of weird for me at this stage. I'm, you know, 48 years old, young, however you want to say it. Yes, 48 years years young. young. And so they almost seem a little superfluous to me, even though I understand why they're so important Mm. in this day and age. But the best way that I can explain it is that, you know, I was always called the tomboy when I was a, a little girl, if you will. Um, and But I refused to put on a skirt. You had to fight with me to put a dress on. I was never comfortable with just being the cute little girl. I felt like I was so much more inside. So by the time I became a teenager, I decided on girl plus which I was like, I didn't even realize that that could be a thing. So when this whole pronoun thing came out, it was kind of refreshing for me because I was like, oh, well, I don't, I guess my pronouns would be she, her, they, and I'm somewhere around non-binary, but because I've identified with girl plus Mm. for so long that, yeah, so I'm still trying to figure that out like 100%. But I just, I love the fact that it's an option now instead of just Mm. girl or boy, because it doesn't fit everybody. And it certainly didn't fit me even when I was little. Mm. Queer as Folk just came out on Peacock. First episode, no spoiler, no spoiler. Well, maybe, ah, sorry, a little spoiler, a little, a little, little. um, babies are born. I'll be, I'll be as vague as that. Babies are born. Yes. And the doctor said, congratulations, a boy and a girl. And the parent said, well, we'll see. Oh, my God, that's beautiful. Right? And it hit me going, oh, my goodness, because who's, I mean, who's to say? That's not in my power, right? It, it would be my own arrogance or my own ego saying what is and what isn't. And at the end of the day, Simba's coming to join the podcast. <laughs> he's, he's here. He's OK, buddy. Welcome. You're here. We love it. Yes, you're an ally. Who knows? Simba could be queer himself. Yeah. Everyone calls him she anyway. So I'm like, OK, maybe it is. So. With that, I really thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Because right now, especially with our youth and our 
our fellow Rainbow family that are coming up who are a little younger than us, you know, I've seen videos where they say, I don't even know if I'm gay or straight or bi or I wouldn't know how to consider myself because I don't know. And these kids fell in between the ages of what it would seem to be 12 and 14. Mm -hmm. So they were either just going into be uh, middle school or ending some type of elementary. And it's refreshing to understand and also know that I, I, what I'm seeing are people are starting to, whether they verbally say something or not, begin to accept that people are people. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think it, it's so ridiculous that you want to tell a person because of how, I call it my little meat suit, how their little meat suits look. Mm. Oh, this is what you're supposed to be. This is what you're supposed to like. This is how you're supposed to act. This is who you're supposed to love. This is how your life is supposed to look like. And it's it's no wonder so many of us feel powerless and frustrated because we constantly are being fed all of these messages since birth. And that's, I remember being six years old, seven years old, eight years old, going, why, why, stop calling me the cute little girl, why, no, I don't want to wear a dress, I want to go outside, and I wanted to do the more masculine, you know, seeming things. I didn't want to play with dolls, I wanted my metal dump trucks, and I wanted my, um, you know, my little green machine spin out four wheelie thing that I had that I used to ride feverishly, you know, and it, it was like, I love the fact that people are now embracing even that a child gets to make that decision mm -hmm. because child children are not just little adults, they're humans mm -hmm. with the opportunity to grow and learn and develop and blossom into these incredible beings instead of being told who they are what they need, and what they're supposed to do to make themselves happy. Mm. Well said. Thank you. Very well said. As a Colombian, raised by a gay mother, now 48 accepting their journey yeah. as bisexual in a relationship that identifies with a man who is cisgendered, if there is any message or words of encouragement that you would like to leave, whether it be about family, relationships, or yoga, the mind, body, spirit, what would you tell perhaps maybe young Gigi? Oh, sure. Okay, make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a safe space. You are hell. This so, is a safe space. Um, so I would tell her in all honesty to live out loud as loudly as she possibly could. And I don't mean by screaming and yelling and having temper tantrums, but being fearless, being willing to go out and do things that are out of the familial norm or societal norm. You know, as long as you're keeping yourself safe, obviously. I don't want anybody to get hurt, you know, especially little Gigi inside. Um, <laughs> don't hurt my little Gigi. No, exactly. But I, I would want her to live as fully and as joyfully as she possibly could. And to not listen to the little naysayer that lives inside of her head because that's not real because that's not built from joy and we're going to feel sad and we're going to feel frustrated and angry and all of that stuff but there's no reason to be afraid of that 
you know we can learn how to change that you can learn how to be a shining bright star and you will be you just have to do what's right for you okay that's enough because <laughs> yeah it's it's i love that little girl boy person i love them and so yeah that's probably what i would say and i would say that to any anybody at this point try to embrace who you are mm. i embrace you I embrace you. And I see you. And I thank you. You're welcome. And I love you. I love you too. So much. <laughs> Even you're tearing up at this point. Good. That's why I'm speaking a little slower. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning that when real, honest, raw, authentic moments happen, I'm learning how to sit in them. Yeah. Because they're such a gift. Absolutely. And for you to feel what you're feeling and to do it so openly and so willing with another person present, my gift is receiving that and being able to feel what I can feel through you, from you, because of you. So I'm taking it in and I'm, I'm telling my little girl and boy on the outside as well, my, <laughs> yeah. my person that, yeah. you know, that, that is it. And okay, so now that we've shared our words of encouragement, yes. honey, what does pride mean? To you. Oh my God. So much incredible, fabulous, unbridled, sparkly unicorn energy. <laughs> okay, I think that sums it up well. Do we need to say more? Oh my God. No, I love it. Oh, and my very good friend Stacy has a, a literal unicorn keychain that gift, she gifted to me at where we work. And you push a button and it goes. Oh, that's. Fabulous. So I immediately see this keychain and I would sprinkle the unicorn magic on me before walking in the door. So well, look at the hair, the fuchsia I mean, pink hair. Exactly. We love it with the beach waves and all. Yep. Right? So cheers coming from Colorado to Galveston making your impact. Absolutely. It's been amazing. How, how could people find you? Let's say they're coming to Galveston and they would love to do a session with you for yoga. Um, I am on Google Business. If you want to Google me, Heart on Fire Yoga. Uh, and hopefully it comes up and uh, it will. It will. you can also find me on Instagram at heart on fire underscore yoga um, or just look me up uh, by my name Chris Daza Taylor and Chris is spelled with a K um, yeah and I'm on Facebook as well as heart on fire yoga so you can find me that way if you want perfect yeah. fabulous thank you so much for being here thank you for having me my pleasure, my honor, my privilege, and I will go ahead and let everyone know listening, I have taken your yoga class before, and oh my lanta, I left going, woo, okay. <laughs> well, uh, looks like I received the medicine I needed that I didn't know at the time that I needed. So Thank for, you. You're welcome. For, for someone that's been in your space and has been able to experience you both as a human and both as an instructor for what you're doing, I receive and I see the light that you're shining and, and the the path that you're paving. And I'm super excited for you. I know Thank that you. this has been a, a while in the process and Ooh, your photos look good. Yes, they do. Thank you. We had I know a, the guy who took them. You sweet but it's like that's what is so powerful because we could spend what, seven, eight hours together yeah. the whole day and 
feel so inspired. Absolutely. And so connected. And I, I think the beautiful thing about this journey through all of our brothers and sisters and everyone on the in-between under the colorful umbrella is that we're finding the people. Yes. And we are building communities and groups and stepping up in really powerful ways because the truth of it is we are much better together than we are alone. Absolutely. And there are moments in my life where perhaps maybe my ego or my arrogance could get in the way and I'd say, well, I don't need anyone. And yet that's the survival mode of me, not realizing that yeah. I've already survived. So now it's time to live and enjoy. Exactly. So Living from the heart. From the heart. Heart on fire yoga. There, there it is. There it is. That plug. Okay. <laughs> to everyone out there, I send you so much love, so much light, a big giant galactic hug. And my words for you are love yourself wholeheartedly. Allow yourself to step into your power. Take every breath one breath at a time, and remember this pride. You are loved, you are accepted, you are whole, you are complete. And stay tuned for the list of guests that we have arriving on the show this month. Oh, we have so many fabulous voices coming to share their story to be with you. Know that you are loved and you're always looked out for. Love, kisses, magical unicorns, sprinkles and sparkles. Happy pride, baby.